The RCR shop has great gift ideas. From great-looking tees, hoodies, caps, tote bags, bumper stickers, and more, the RCR shop is now open at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash shop. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So already this morning we've heard from Andrew Bridgen, the British MP, that chat that he had with Peter Williams recorded Friday. Then there was my chat just ended uh, with Steve Kirsch yesterday. We grabbed him when we could. He was in the UK. So to follow up from over the weekend, this data dump and where it is now, I'm joined by RCR's Alistair Harding. Hi, Alistair. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. And Guy Hatchard, who is uh, well known to listeners on this program, will be talking to Guy as well, maybe after we've heard from Alistair. So, Guy, welcome into RCR this morning as well. Great to see you both. Okay, Alistair, we we sort of know what happened up till the end of uh, last week and part of the weekend. Liz Gunn did the, I think she called it the mother of all reveals. People know about that. They've seen the video. It was kind of a clumsy kind of video, in my opinion, anyway. And then things have sort of moved from there. So, Alistair, where are we now on this news timeline of this thing? Sure. Yeah, well, yeah, as you say, it, it dropped last Thursday. And that's one of the biggest problems about it is that it, it did come across as a little bit clumsy. So, But what we do know what the facts are is that uh, this fellow Winston, he's calling himself Winston Smith after the um, 1984 character, um, a 56-year-old man, he um, dropped all this information. And over the weekend yesterday, uh, of course, we saw a lot of media about it. And then he was arrested yesterday. Allegedly, his house was surrounded by the police um liz was sitting outside she made a made a video a very emotional video about it um and he's been charged with accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes that's the charge um and he's going to appear in the wellington district court today at 10 a.m um the health new zealand has been granted an injunction by the employment relations authority which says that it prevents any publication of the data. The the data also has been spread around the internet. Steve Kirsch, is, he's been publishing the data, and the Health New Zealand have been scraping the internet. Cybersecurity specialists apparently are continue, continuing to scan extensively for other places where the information will, will appear. So it seems like they are very, very worried about what the data is and where it is, and they're doing absolutely everything they can to um, to, to get rid of it at the moment. Yeah, so uh, that's interesting because uh, one would imagine that um, the Ministry of Health is in possession of more data than that, and if that they um, are claiming this data is wrong and it's, um, it's uh, whatever word they're using to describe it, um, stolen yeah. as well, um, that uh, they could refute uh, that in in a nanosecond by tabling their um, uh, decisive data that they, I'm sure, have on um, people have taken vaccines, uh, people have died, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They would have that information. But we haven't seen that, have we? We haven't seen that as of now this morning. No refuting data. All we have is Margie Arpa, the um, Chief Executive of Health New Zealand, stating, and I quote, what this individual is trying to claim about vaccines is completely wrong and ill-informed. 
and their comments just demonstrate this. The person has no clinical background or expert vaccine knowledge and appears to be trying to spread misinformation. Of course, what it does do is it makes you wonder because looking through all the news stories, there are also a lot of numbers that we we get to know out of this. So 12.6 million vaccines have been administered throughout New Zealand, apparently. And according to the news, uh, according to the reports that I've read, the data dump includes about 4 million of those 12 million records. Yeah. So then um, the Health New Zealand also claim that only 3,300 people have died from COVID-19 and only four deaths so far have been attributed to the injection. So it does raise the question about, okay, well, if, the, if this data is actually real, and I would suggest, I would think that probably it is because they're going to such huge lengths to, to silence it, then um, what are these deaths that it's showing? That's the big question that I'll be looking for as the trial starts today. Yeah, because there are excess deaths. We know about that. We'll talk to Guy about that in just a moment. They have to be explained somehow, don't they? And here we go. We should have some data to explain that if they're in possession of all their data. But it's crickets. Yeah, and look, that that's why uh, that's what's going to be very interesting as it goes on. I'll be very interested also to see whether we all remember the um, saboteur who got convicted and is in prison at the moment, Graham Phillip, and around his case, um, everything was silenced and it still is today. Like we we don't know exactly what he did, for instance. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it from that perspective as well. But the um, the information is out there. It's on the internet. People are looking at it all over the world at the moment. And um, so Pandora is sort of out of the box. It's going to be very interesting to see how they explain it. And, and at the moment, I suppose all we've got is conjecture Um which we probably should just stick to the facts and and try and figure it out as we go along. The um, head of uh, Tefatu Ora Ministry of Health, um, what, uh, that's a Margi or Margi Apa. That's the head of Health New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Okay, Health uh, New Zealand. Ma- Margi Apa. Okay, she's saying that um, this person's not qualified uh, to um, know anything about this data. Do we know if she's qualified? Yeah, I, I don't know the background of, of Margie Apa. So, well, um, she, um, we she has the she has a, a degree in public administration, so she actually has no clinical background. So, or so she has no knowledge. no credibility in making that statement, right? I wouldn't think so. She's not naming any experts. Um, you, you know, this is this is kind of a kindergarten spat, isn't it? Yeah, you, you know, it can't be true. It, it's not true. I mean, that's the tenor of the article. Here's a here's a guy who has worked for the Ministry of Health and designing a, a vaccine payment system. And over two years, he's become increasingly concerned and emotional over the number of deaths he's having to register. And finally, he can't keep quiet anymore. And he speaks up. I mean, this is a classic whistleblower uh, situation where he feels information is being hidden and he's he's not illegally accessing a database, as this case seems to uh, it, um, be. That's part of his job. He comes up and says, look, a lot more people are dying. And uh, he blows the whistle. 
And the response in, in the media is, oh, it's not true. Vaccines are safe. I mean, we're going back two, three years now. We're going back to when uh, we didn't really have all the data on the vaccines. And people said, of course, it's safe. We've gone right back there. We have, a, 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 I mean, we have a million and a half published scientific papers. We have prospective studies, which, uh, you know, absolutely the gold standard where you take a group of people, you vaccinate them, and you test afterwards what happens. And we're getting uh, very high percentages, a third of people showing cardiac irregularities after vaccination. And then we're getting the head of Tifota Aura uh, saying, vaccines are safe and effective. We're getting Dr. Shane Retty, unbelievably Dr. Shane Retty, coming on and saying the same thing. It seems to me this is a panic in the health service that people will twig that they've done something wrong. Do you think it's fair to say that's too late for them now? Like uh, Alistair just said, uh, you know, Pandora's box is now open. And even to be seen to be suppressing any information, this, this data belongs to the taxpayers of New Zealand. Well, well, it's it, what's extraordinary is that, you know, we get the police swarming over this uh, man who, you know, one one has to have sympathy for him. He, obviously, you know, kind of a very simple kind of... Well, can I just say that that in my view, and it's just my view, but I think others share it, that there was a dumb way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I and, mean, and, and what was he thinking? Criticism. You know, because... Was, yeah. It, there was a lot of criticism, but that's why I'm using the term simple, because <clears throat> he was a guy who... You know, he just became increasingly worried by the statistics. And, you know, he blurted it out to the public. He opened a door. So can we then reverse engineer the reaction? Um, When was the last time that, that, that someone, if the reports are correct, had their house surrounded because they had a bit of data? Yeah, yeah, well, look. I mean, what country are we living in, for God's sake? I, I mean, it's extraordinary, isn't it? <clears throat> if someone, and, and look at the reaction of the press, if someone committed some heinous crime and the police surrounded their, um, you know, house, and we would get so much detail in the media, they would be all over it. They would have reporters yeah. crawling around, interviewing neighbours, trying to find out what really happened, what was said, who did what. And instead, we get this, um, you know, reportedly uh, someone was arrested and no discussion of what it really in any real sense of what he was. Well, Alistair, you're a news guy with like decades in newsrooms. (laughs) How would that have got to Guy's point? How would that normally be reported? Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd probably be crossing live on The Breakfast Show, wouldn't you? Um, Or 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 on the uh, the live shows at the time but look at some point somebody's going to have to start asking the questions about for instance what what are these deaths and that's how it should be reported um but at the moment we haven't had anything like that all we've got are these blanket statements that it's misinformation it's misinformation it's misinformation this guy's a covid conspiracy theorist and and so on 
But if this data is real, and we have no reason to suspect that it's not at the moment because we've got Health New Zealand um, making police complaints. We've got the police doing surrounding houses and arresting someone, uh, this man. We've got cybersecurity people combing the internet around the world, trying to get rid of this stuff. They're obviously desperate to shut it down. So there must be some validity in the data. They're, they have not said that the data is incorrect. All they've said is that it's being interpreted wrong. Therefore, at some point, surely somebody's going to have to But they could kill that. They could kill that while we're talking by putting up the data that they have to show that's wrong. That could be done right now. Why Why don't they do that? Well, because it's actually real. So what are these deaths? If they're not what they, if they're saying that they're not because of the vaccine, then what are they? But that, that's all speculation at this point, right? And I am really excited that actually, in a way, that this is happening because that means that it's going to have to be discussed in a court of law. It's going to have to go on the public record, surely. Guy, you mentioned Reti. There's a new government in place. Many of us had a bit of hope. What does that tell us? Well, we've just gone back to the dark ages, haven't we? I, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're we're back at the one podium of truth. The vaccine is safe and effective, and it, it's it it looks very bad for Dr. Shane Retty. Uh, it looks very bad for Margie Appa. Uh, that this is a uh, you know a childish reaction, and uh, what the question is, and the same question that Liz Gunn raised: What is Winston Peters going to do? This could actually tear the government apart, because uh, you, you have this reaction of shutting down any discussion of the long-term effects of this COVID vaccine. And and that's the issue that consistently MedSafe over the last three years has denied that the vaccine could have any long-term effects. And and in doing so, they're completely swimming against the law, the tide of science. You know, it vaccines do have long-term effects. It's well known. This one has really severe long-term effects. And they're getting around any kind of disclosure or discussion by saying, of course, it doesn't have any long-term effect. Well, it was never tested for long-term effects. Most vaccines are tested over 10 years. What we're seeing, the increase in cancers, the increase in strokes, the increase in mental illness, the increase in in heart uh, cardiac issues, has to be investigated. You absolutely can't have this unprecedented rise in excess deaths, which I see now they're not they're not denying. You can't deny it. The latest available figures put 122 people uh, dying each week, more than you would expect from. And previous- no one's explaining it. No, there's, they're hello. They're just, yeah. They're not stepping up. They're not referring to the science. Where where was any uh, reference to any scientific paper in this whole discussion? Well, the fact that it's not there tells me. Yeah. I don't need to say it. No, <laughs> I don't think you need to say a lot, actually. But the, the, the issue, Alistair, is, of course, that the government has draconian powers to shut down discussion, and they're using yeah. it. And this is... Yeah. Not the fresh uh, government that people wanted to elect. This is a tired old government 
following in the do, do they want another country. occupation of parliament do, is that what they want one thing that i've noted is that shane retty's dr shane retty's comment were actually quite sparse they were, they were very short he just mentioned about how there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. Sorry, I don't have the the quote right in front of me, but it wasn't a long statement. Like even Marty that's a Uppers. tired old line. Yeah, get a but, new line. But, but my point is, is that I get the feeling from the shortness of that and the sort of the vagueness of it. There are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. He said, "Well, is he just sort of hedging his bets a little bit and saying, well, hold on, I'm I'm just waiting to see.' Whereas Margie Arpa." She was. She had to say a lot more. Um, one other sort of um, uh, accepting acceptance that they seem to have said it along here is that um, about the excess deaths. You know, she said there, there's no um, four. She said that there's, there's no only four. <laughs> well, she's saying that the the these vaccines have not caused the excess deaths. So is that sort of um, an implicit? Um, acceptance that we do have excess deaths whereas last year they were denying that we had excess deaths at all weren't they ah good point so we are sort of moving along a little bit this is pushing the conversation along a little bit if winston's listening or shane jones is listening or casey costello or any of that new zealand first team i was going to say mob uh, are listening what's the message guy Oh, I think look to the law. We have whistleblower protection legislation. Mm. And this says that uh, an employee can make a protected disclosure, sometimes called whistleblowing, when they report serious wrongdoing in the workplace that they reasonably believe is true or likely to be true. And I think, uh, Winston, uh, you have to look at that and say and and you look at the tape and it's obvious that this guy is you know conflicted he's he, he, after lots and lots of thought and emotional uh distress over these deaths he's come out and 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 said look something's gone wrong here we need an explanation and that's the essence of it and that that was the uh, that's what i took home from the video uh of him talking was that you know he's a brave man he's spoken up now there has to be a, a public discussion something that we haven't had for more than three years now we haven't had a public discussion of what's going on we have had suppression for three years there has to be a discussion it has they have to look at recent publications in the scientific literature which are demonstrating that there are serious side effects from COVID vaccines. I'm not aware of how the law works, but uh, didn't you say, Alistair, that was the employment? Uh, who were the, 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 the body that the complaint was made to, the official legal body? Was it the well, the, 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 the complaint was laid with the police. Yes. That's how, how we've got the arrest and we've got the charge and we've got the court date this morning. But the injunction to stop the publication of this data was with the Employment Relations Authority. How, so, how does that, how, what have they got to do with it? Because this was an employee. Okay. Um, so he's broken a contract. That's basically what's what's being said there. So 
what yeah that's that's, then, that's not like the real court is it that's that's not the real no, it's court. an interesting it's an interesting choice of bodies to go and talk to about it's it. weak it sounds weak but also you know you look at the the charge it's accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes so they're they're very weak or, or they're very strange laws that we're actually going for here. He hasn't actually broken the law. They haven't gone after. Well, sorry, he. They have if there's a charge for that, obviously. But um, they're not. No, no. He would be able to access that computer system because that was his job, right? So that wasn't illegal yeah. for him <laughs> to access it. Would that? Would that be right? Well, he's doing it for dishonest purposes as well. Yeah, but that only if the, if the data is wrong. And they're not showing means- us that the data is wrong. That's right. I mean, that that's what... And it's our data. Charge, so why aren't we getting it? We own it. If that's the charge, then they're going to have to show that what he has done is dishonest. So maybe they're going to have to prove that what uh, he's, he's misinterpreted the information or something, which, again, gives me a little bit of hope because then they're going to have to have a discussion about what the data actually shows. Guy, can they prove it, Guy, do you think? I think it was his job to access the data. <laughs> that would be a hard one. And dishonest usually means that someone is trying to uh, make some gain out of uh, what they're doing, which, of course, patently he wasn't. I, I think they're going to have difficulty making this stick. It revolves around the fact that personal health data is private, but they have admitted. It was anonymized. Yeah, it's anonymized. So they've admitted. Apparently, they they couldn't quite bring themselves in the news story to say that it was totally. They said it apparently. I I, I think that he obviously spent an enormous amount of time anonymizing the starter. I I I, I um. Well, you know what's interesting is that they have all this data. You know this this data that people yeah. have been putting OIA requests in, and they can't put it out, right? Because otherwise, yeah, we'd say be reading we don't it right now. Alistair would be telling us about it right now. Yeah. Well, also one of the big problems that we are confronted with too is that for for all of this to come out, like what you're talking about, there, guy, for for these people to actually accept it and and talk about it in public, there's a lot of people with vested interests that are going to have to have to come clean with we're not just talking about health new zealand or or the government of the day and so on we're also talking about the media there's a lot of people that have vested interests who who pushed this stuff on people and told us blatant lies for for a long time about, about the effectiveness and the safety of it and they're all going to have to come clean in some way so i think that's probably the the biggest roadblock ahead with this one well, I think that if if he goes to court and uh, the key thing is that he needs to have a very good lawyer who's very informed on this issue and there may be an opportunity, the first opportunity in New Zealand to cross-examine government witnesses because... They want all- to avoid that at all costs though, Guy, otherwise they wouldn't have gone this route. They They surely don't want that. Yeah, yeah. They'll, so they'll try and limit the charge to something uh, that he simply pressed the wrong key at the wrong time, and therefore he's guilty. That's what they'll do, and that's how they'll try and cover it up. He needs to have a jolly good lawyer, and he basically needs to base, base his defense on the whistleblower. Well, if he had a jolly good lawyer, he might he might have done things differently. 
than he did. Uh, I think so. I think that, uh, you, you know, that the, whenever, uh, you know, I've actually talked to my lawyer about this issue, and uh, it's quite clear that, uh, you, you know, that people's personal health data is obviously a very, very sensitive issue under the law. And uh, I think the first thing that Liz Gunn should have done was to bring in a top lawyer. Yeah. Mind you, they force people knowing about personal health data by forcing mandates. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, because uh, no, I mean, people we've were forced been... to disclose those sort of details in that context. So we've been gaslighted for three years yeah. and now it seems that the new government is quite prepared and uh, to gaslight continue to gaslight us if if uh shane retty is going to continue with this line and certainly the ministry of health is going to continue to gaslight us it's surely safe. surely too many people know about this now for for it to hold it back uh this has a feeling i what do i know just a guy, you know, banging on about it. But it seems to me to push back against this tide is kind of in the realms of impossibility is 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 what I am feeling. Well, you'd like to think that, wouldn't you? But um, look at history. Right, okay. <laughs> Please, <laughs> look at history. <laughs> We're back to Winston Churchill, aren't we? If you don't look at history, then uh, you, you can be sadly mistaken. We've also got to wonder what the effect of this dump is going to do around the world. You know, will it echo around the world and other it has. people? It has. Start, well, I mean, what I mean is that if other people will start to come forward with similar sorts of information around the world, people that didn't maybe didn't think that it was possible for them, where they were, they they can see this kind of data in their own countries, and perhaps they might gain the courage to be able to step mm. forward. It all starts with one step, right? Um, also, what about the people in all these different centres where these are happening? I noticed that one of the um, the areas is Invercargill. Yeah, it seems and to be uh, not a big, big town. town. Big time. Um, and it's not a big town. It's uh, everybody knows each other sort of thing. You know, will this start the conversation going at a at a at a personal level, at the um the neighborhood level, um, which maybe will start to cause um to put the pressure on the media to actually start reporting on it properly, because that's what I I suspect is going to happen is that, you know, you might have all these conversations in the courtroom with lawyers if, if he does get a good lawyer and so on. But if the media doesn't report it, the public doesn't start to know about it. Right. That's why what we're what we're trying to do is with Reality Check Radio is important because we're we're talking about these things that the mainstream media won't. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this echoes around the world in all those different forms as well. I think that the take home from the data, it's an incomplete set, and therefore you can't. You know, there have been 12 million uh, vaccinations. Here's four four million records, and uh, it, it, you know it might have inherent biases in it. It's it, you can't draw uh, firm conclusions from it. What you can know is that this is very, very unusual and needs to be examined. And what will answer these questions is a comparison between the vaccinated outcomes and the unvaccinated. They've got that data. They've got that data, haven't they? They have. That's what's clear from Okay, them. so why are we not reciting it now? But it, because it's being hidden by the... And why is that? There's only one conclusion. 
Yeah, it's, it, there is only one conclusion. Look, uh, you know, several years ago now, uh, the government granted unfettered access to this kind of data uh, to Dr. Petusus Harris, right. uh, who's a vaccinologist. And um, she, she said at the time that very quickly they would be releasing extensive data on the safety of the vaccine. She hasn't released anything, and she has publicly stated that she herself would not be getting another COVID vaccine. And that's very telling. It's, you know, someone has this data. They were charged and funded to investigate this this data and publish results, and they haven't. She's she's direct, uh, co-director of the Global Vaccine Data Network. It's one of these globalized organizations where you know whose sponsors are basically vaccine prom- uh, promotion uh, people. It's associated with the University of Auckland. There's nothing come out of the sausage machine. It's being hidden. All right. Any final comments before we wrap this um, segment up? Well, we I, have to. We have to. Uh, you know, hope that this uh, man, this very brave man, is well treated, and uh, you know, he's obviously in a very vulnerable position. Alistair. Yeah. Look, I, I'm just um, very interested. I, I hesitate to say the word excited, but there is a, a certain amount of that, that this is out there now. It's forcing the conversation. Um, and we've got some very interesting times ahead to watch with um, with interest, right? Because this is something that has been very dear to all of us over the last few years. And to finally have this conversation out in the open, to see it on the pages of our, our media on New Zealand Herald, on staff, on TVNZ, all of these places for people to actually be forced to confront it, I think is a really good thing. So um, I guess I'd like to say thank you to um, to Winston Smith for doing it, but it must be a horrifyingly scary thing to go through. All right, Alistair Harding of RCR, thanks for coming on this morning, Alistair, and having a look over the, the latest on that for us. Appreciate that. Thanks and- for having me, Paul. And Guy Hatchard, always good to have you back. Um, and maybe we'll talk again, I don't know, sometime in the next short period as we... Yeah, yeah the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the data. <laughs> if the data is not forthcoming, there is something up. Absolutely. I, I think we know it anyway, but that will confirm it. They won't be able to hide that. That is their nightmare moment. They're going through it right now. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Loving what you're hearing? Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email.